Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Mikey. We've all been super busy the last couple of weeks, so we haven't been able to record a new episode of Podiates. So, enjoy this little highlights reel edited together by the wonderful Tom Gallen, and we will resume normal programming next fortnight. Thank you very much. Keys, keys. Three, two, one. Go. Oh shit, sorry, oh, I totally zoned Michael out there. Michael was just listening to numbers. Three, <laughs> two... One, go! Sick, 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 sick. For some reason, in my head, that was you starting the podcast and not, you know, just syncing it. So I got, that sorry. would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> just three. You two. must have been thinking, "Hey, he's never done this before. I yeah. wonder where this is going." <laughs> I was literally sat. Yeah, literally, that was my exact thought process. Like, oh, this is new. Go. <laughs> uh. What's he up to? The oh, okay. Oops, that was my cue. Why are you stroking it? He's uh, he's. Settled down. He's not asleep, oh. but I've stopped him. He's not shaking around anymore. That's okay. good. Okay. Um, but but I've been working since last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. I've been I've been working on training him so that essentially as soon as we open the flaps, the yeah. music will begin. Okay. How to train your Kevin? Yeah. Um, We've got to talk about Kevin. For those of you for those of you listening just on audio, yeah. uh, there's a video version of this podcast. Yeah, we're actually on camera on our yeah. channel, and we've got a box here with Kevin in it. Yeah. Kevin in it. Kevin in it. You ready? Whoa. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Oh! It stopped. Oh. Wow! That you've he's really well really trained. Well. Yeah. Let's start amazing. again from the beginning now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh no! Oh okay. Okay. Should we? Should we? Yeah. We should. Yeah. 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 yeah there we go. That's nice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official mm, Vidiot mm, podcast. Mm. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law. Lo- are you okay, Peter? Peter? Is Kevin obey all right? The- and you He's obey. Asleep. Yep. And you obey. Are you obey? You <laughs> couldn't be wrong. making more of a meal out of that if you tried. What are you what doing? It's a Harlem Globetrotter over there. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I've lo- completely lost the flow now. <laughs> the official. Takes a question from you. I want to pay the laws of the three hours where everybody brings a thing along to talk about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Thank you, uh, thank you for for coming back and joining us here on the on the Pretend Radio, wow. where we all where we all gather around once a fortnight to talk silly things. Mm. <laughs> oh, I mean, I watched a lot of Tracy Beaker because they yeah, just. Me too. I absolutely adored it as a kid. They repeated it a lot, but I never really got boring. Yeah, um, you know, we all like Bouncer and uh, Duke. Duke, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Nathan. Oh, all your favourites. Yeah, don't forget, uh, don't forget, um, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, uh, Ding, D- Diggle. Dig- Diggle. 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 Don't forget Diggle. Everyone's favourite character, Diggle. Diggle. I can't remember any of them. I don't what know about, um, you know, Mike? The care worker who I think was only yes. in the first series and then yeah. eventually came back kind of after our time as the head care, care worker. Me and Amy were once out for a birthday a birthday meal at Turtle, Turtle Bay in Ooh. Newcastle with a load of our friends. There was a big table of us, like 12 people. And we noticed that Mike from Tracy Beaker had walked in... He'd sat down at a table. Not only was it Mike, but it was all the kids who played the dumping ground no. kids fuck? at the time uh, on the show. So we were sort of watching him. And then what happened was uh, someone had like brought a cake for us. So that was nice. And a cake came out because my and Amy's birthdays are like five days apart. So it was a shared party. Nice. So we blew out the candles and everyone was singing the song. And Mike clocked us. He came over to me and Amy, came up to us and said, would you like a photo with me? (laughs) Oh, Mike! (laughs) And I have a photo. I do have a photo. Oh, see if it's on my phone. I'll find it for you. How could you say no? I mean, not only because Mike is a legend, but how could you say no to that? That's difficult. Imagine if you didn't know him at all. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Oh, oh, me head. don't know. Sorry to keep I think it's a bit like, you know, when a, uh, a homing pigeon... It's just rest, rests overnight sometimes. They do that. If they're doing a really long journey, you sometimes see homing pigeons just on street corners, just huddled in, in doorways. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. That sounds adorable. I've seen that yeah. twice. Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you know they're homing pigeons? Because they have rings on them. Is that it? They're married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going home to their spouse. Oh, oh, me head. Uh, ridged for his pleasure, McCoys. Oh my God! Please, <laughs> nobody up. insert a McCoys in into themselves for for their Jesus. pleasure. Please, no. Depends on the flavour, I suppose. No, but I mean that's worse. They're so, they're you so don't heavily flavoured. Vinegar in there. If you're going to insert a crisp inside you, at least just put like a you know a plain salt one. shake. No salt and shake. Salt and shake. Yeah, no, salt, no, and salt and shake before it's been salt salted. Be but you don't want to put like a a barbecue beef crisp inside oh. you. I think, but what about a what's it though? I think that would be okay. <laughs> it would just kind of deteriorate with the moisture. Yeah, it would just be dust. <laughs> but that's fine then, because no harm, no foul. If you're going to put a crisp in you, like yeah. like bum wise, then maybe what's it is the one. Yeah, probably. Put it yeah. up your what's it. Oh, oh me head. I, have, I, have I talked about the time I was told to stay behind after class for farting? Uh, no. no, but I don't think you needed to. Yeah, well, I'm I saying, think we. I'm, I'm saying probably could have guessed that. Yeah, I think it was in Ari. Um, the teacher was Mr. Woff. That's that is no <laughs> joke. Mr. Whiff. Mr. Yeah. Woff. That sounds like another slur. Yeah. Oh God. Woff. You, you woff. God. Oh, it does actually. God. And yeah, I just I farted and disrupted the class for five minutes, <laughs> and I had to explain myself afterwards to him. Well, how does he not know how it, it works? Yeah. Considering, you know, his name, Woff, you think he would be yeah. an expert in the matter. How do you spell Woff? Um, W-A-U-G-H. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. a fancy one. That's Oof. an English one. Oh, Woff. Hey, yeah, he, he was a reverend as well, actually, so he's Reverend Woff. Reverend wow. Woff. <laughs> actually, Reverend Ian Woff. Reverend I Woff. So, yeah. Oh, no. There's <laughs> <laughs> layers upon layers. Oh, oh, me head. Here you come. And uh, we would like to thank Blue Yeti. Blue Yeti, the provider of great microphones. If Michael and I sound extra good, it's because we're using a Blue Yeti. Oh and if my Peter God. doesn't, it's because he's not. I'm using a Blue Waffle, which is not as good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, sounds all muffled and horrible. Yeah, it's a bit, it, bit muffled. Hang on, wasn't your, wasn't your RE teacher in 
Was that Blue yeah. Waffle? Was Reverend that him? I Waffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reverend B Waffle. Yeah. You know, I'm quite scared now because people are going to Google his name and probably find information about him and fucking oh, email him. That's that's a rookie error. See, I I told an anecdote on a list video recently, and I name dropped one of my former classmates, but I changed his last name. Oh, see, but like I can't change the name. To change the name changes the story. It does. That's true. Mm. Reverend oh. B Wafton. But no. saying that B-Wafton. he was. <laughs> I, well, it's done now. It's done now. He might be dead. Yeah, he was old. It's too Fine. late. He might be. He might be. Yeah. Ben, you, he might you, have farted neglected... for the first time and just lost. Like, <laughs> what Whoa! was that? And he just died. He just had a heart attack. A fart attack. And nice. Just, now this. That was it. Fart attack. Oh, oh, me head. I wanted to be a vet for a time. Oh, that's because I, I really liked animals. But vets have a massive suicide rate because basically, it's the people who love animals want to become vets, and then they spend. All day shooting horses. <laughs> yeah, that's what vets do. I don't yeah. know if that's quite right. It is. That's, that's, that's what's in the job description. That's Horse crucial shooting. skills. Good that's, aim. That's why when you take like your cat into the vets, they go into a locked room alone with the cat and like, I, I don't know what to do with this. It's not a horse. I can't shoot it in the face. And so they just kind of fumble oh, around for five minutes, come out and say, yeah, the cat's fine. Go home. I think what they do I is they it. take the cat into the back room. They shoot a horse and then bring the cat back out again and then give the cat mm-hmm. to you. Oh, that's it. The ailment's all sorted. Yeah. They've got loads of horses just for that. Not even sick. They just raise them. Yeah. They've got their own little horse farm just to shoot them. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do they shoot them, Peter? What? Where Why do they, do they shoot, shoot them? them? No, where? Where? In the head. Just in the head every time. Yeah. God. Because I thought room. if you could shoot it like in the leg or something, you could get way more. Oh yeah. Way more out of a horse. Knowledge you know? would be a lot better. Well, that's the point, uh-huh. though, is that uh, when a horse breaks a leg, did you know this? It, you can't you can't cast or like you can't do anything to a horse's leg to help them mend a broken bone. So the uh, they they get pneumonia for some reason and they die basically. Oh God. As a general rule, I'm sure like occasionally some of them pull through, but as a general rule, if a horse breaks a leg, uh, it gets like an injection. They put it out of its misery because you just can't deal with a broken leg. <laughs> I'm just imagining they, sh- they shoot it at like a horse oh, race track. It, yeah. A horse falls over, it's in pain. They bring up like the little curtain and then you just hear a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> just the loudest gun. That's literally what they used to do. Oh That's my not even- God. At like old before they started, in, I guess they inject them now. They must do, but like not so long ago, they used to bring the curtain up and then just shoot it. <laughs> Maybe not with just you know a long-barreled rifle. They they might have had like either you know a little handgun or they might have even used some sort of it would have been special like, device like a nail gun or something. Oh god, but, that'd be like yeah, a, they, a great puppet shadow show, wouldn't it? Oh, god. <laughs> it's halftime yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, Wikipedia says it's called uh, The Horse Cannon. Oh, my God. No, it's not. It's not, <laughs> Michael. It's oh, not. It's okay. Damn it. Come on. They used to wheel out the, the horse cannon in the uh, the 19th century, and then they would take the horses out with that. You could <laughs> yeah. take two or three out in a go. Nice. Just line them up. Poof. So yeah. in answer to your question, uh, I briefly wanted to be an archaeologist digging up horse bones, and then I decided I wanted to kill the horses instead for a time. Oh, you wanted to be the that. one putting the bones in the floor for other people to yeah. find. It's a certain work. Now I edit videos together of horses being killed constantly. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a good thing you didn't chase your dream, to be honest. I don't often say that to people, Peter, but I think you should stay in your lane. Yeah. 
Yeah. I did. We did do that. Prove it. Where? Or uh, sorry, it was a I'm piece sorry, of cake. Which, one, which prove it was that? <laughs> oh that? yes, you're piece right. Piece of cake where I had to run horses off a cliff. Remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, my it mother was, was not pleased with that one. Oh, she was like, "Oh, Peter, we went to so much counselling <laughs> yeah. as a we child. We thought we were over this." Yeah, she was disappointed. Still trying to murder those horses. Oh. Yeah, Ben. It's okay, mum. They're not. They're not real. <laughs> they're not real. Or are they? The real in Peter's head, though, and that's the worrying thing. You know how they got it so realistic at Rockstar North. They've just got a they they got access to the same horse farm that vets do. Yeah, every single time you kill a horse, they kill one. In real life. Rockstar North. It's true. Wow. Right. That's a true thing. Oh, oh, oh me head. I mean, if I was you, Peter, I'd it'd be interesting to see what what the world looks like from down there. Oh. <laughs> you know? Very good. Yeah, you're yeah, right. All new yeah. understanding of the world. Get in your tiny car and go because you live sort of like a Stuart Little life, don't you? You have a little. <laughs> You got lots of you got a fleet of little vehicles. I do. I, I pop out of bed in my shoebox. I yep. climb down a skipping rope that your fiance been... keeps under her regular bed. Yeah, I, I, I climb, climb down a skipping rope to get to the floor, um, and uh, then I hop into my little plane and fly up to the kitchen counter to put some toast on. Oh, do, do you have toast? I imagine you had the little. Um, the I opened little, the crumb tray. The little cereals, you know, the, the crumb tray. Uh, the... What, what's the, um, the the crunchy salad bread called? Croutons. Croutons. Crunch your salad bread. I have a single slice of crouton and uh, a drop of butter on it. Mm, delicious. Yeah. I've got here a copy of August the 24th, 2019, The Daily Star. Boo! Yeah, that's all boo first. Let's get that boo. out of the way. I don't normally buy the star, but it was at the recommendation of about a dozen people on oh Twitter. Oh my god! You can stop now, everybody. Yeah. Thank Did you, you know so Dave much, Benson Phillips is wrestling this weekend? No. Oh. Anyway. So people oh, were trying god. to draw our attention to the front cover of the Daily Star. I've brought it because it's very relevant to idiots. Are you ready? Michelle Telly Sex Surprise, page seven. Woo! Tell me about yes! Michelle! Yes! Oh, she did a sex on the telly. No, she didn't. Was Cheggers there? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Saying it was the low light of his career. <laughs> no, I jest. That is, the, that is the bit where they try and sell you on the sex. But the main headline, they're at it again. Psycho <gasps> Seagull mugs TV legend, then dumps no. on his car when he fights back. No! <laughs> And there is a photo of said TV legend. It is none other than Dave Benson Phillips. Oh Yay! my God. The Portal Goblin. Yeah, the, the Portal Goblin. Beloved of Portal Goblin. <laughs> um, so Jerry We Lawton, tried to leave you out of it, Dave. <laughs> just but you leave just me keep, out of it. keep getting involved. You can't, you can't say no to opportunities like this. Children's telly star Dave Benson Phillips has revealed a thieving psycho seagull threw up and showered his car with poo in a deliberate act of revenge. Wow. Is what it says. I will now turn to page 11 So this details. Is, this is a personal vendetta with the seagull and Dave. And it sounds that way. I've read the full story, and, uh, yeah, there is there is a apparently a revenge, an act of revenge here. What did Dave do? <laughs> yeah, what did Dave do? Cheated on and his can wife. Can we all please agree that we're going to avoid the obvious getting your own back jokes? Yeah. Because... I'm sure there are plenty in the article. <laughs> I don't oh, know no. if there are any in the article, but there is certainly a lot on Twitter. But uh, Gull attacked, then crapped on my car, is the the headline inside the, the paper. They've put an asterisk in the word crapped 
because it's a real bad word. Oh, oh yeah. This is all just headlines. Now, underneath that, it says, Kids star loses fight with beast. <laughs> beast, wow. Beast. It kidnaps dogs, to be fair. Yeah, but to be fair, our seagulls are close to beast ranking now. True. Right, now we get to the actual prose. There's not much of it, to be honest. Children's TV star Dave Benson Phillips has told how a psycho seagull threw up and pooped on his car in revenge after he tried to scare it off during a live show. The CBBC presenter, it doesn't say ex-CBBC presenter. Does he still do? What does he, I mean, I I know he begs for stuff online, but is he on TV at all anymore? I don't think so. I don't know, right? There's got to be something that he's up to. I think Jerry Lawton is just misinformed. I don't think he's a current presenter. He's got an I mean, this is what he's doing. Like Freeview Channel Six Seven Two. You'll find week. out what he's doing right oh. now. In this, the CBBC presenter first clashed with the bird when it tried to steal <laughs> when it tried to steal his sandwich before an outdoor gig. Oh, oh Dave! My God. He probably did a show for that sandwich. What's <laughs> <laughs> just taken away from him? Yeah, Dave managed to frighten the gull away. But it returned to swoop menacingly over the crowd during his show at a man-made town centre kids' beach. We have one of those in Newcastle. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, so apparently he knows it's the same seagull. I don't know how he knows this, but it's swooping menacingly. <laughs> As he was packing his gear away at the end, the seagull flew in and projectile vomited over his motor at, the sand, at the sand pit in Worthing, West Sussex. The vile beast then did a poo on the car's roof. Dave, 54, who hosted children's game show Get Your Own Back, tweeted, When performing my music set at the Worthing Sandpit, a pesky seagull tried to steal my sandwich. I my car's been hit. Oh, no. My <laughs> Volvo's been hit. Uh... I scared it away, but it remained at Sandpit, annoying everyone. When packing my stuff away, the same seagull vomited and shat on my car, he put. Fucking hell. Are seagulls capable of revenge? Question mark. So How that- does he know it was the... Okay, a lot of questions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of questions, a lot of concerns raised here. How does he know it's the same seagull to begin with? Maybe it had like a distinct marking. Daily Star? Like an so, anchor tattoo on its oh, chest maybe. or something. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. It had uh, a, a dog's foot <laughs> in its mouth. <laughs> Every time, it just had dog's feet. Uh, yeah. So one fan replied, they are the only creatures who have truly mastered it. Revenge. Um, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, Dave was unavailable for comment last night, can you believe? He had oh, something on. Uh, God, the seagull took him out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a pal, a pal, not even his agent or a spokesman. A <laughs> big love to Dave Benson Phillips. But a pal said the attack had left him livid, adding, the gull made a right mess. <laughs> oh, poor Dave. He never gets a break. He, oh, he finally gets, gets a bit of stage time. He's got his yeah. sandwich. He's all ready to go. And then a seagull just comes and literally shits all over it. And vomits on his car. What else can the seagull take from him? <sighs> his dignity's gone. He's... Sandwich was all he had left. Oh, 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 my head. I mean, together we've already paid like the equivalent of a meal for Dave. So I feel like we've done our bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't leave him out of it in the end. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, he keeps doing shit like this. So, whose fault so what is are it we, really? What are we meant to do? I'm just slowly 
sort of scrolling through Google Images. Oh, God, that last one. Copying horrible. and pasting <laughs> photos of so, Dave Benson Phillips into our chat. Ben has been posting every Google image result of Dave Benson Phillips <laughs> while we've been reading that story, and it's been amusingly <laughs> distracting. I've yeah. tried not to giggle. There's all sorts of weird shit here. It's just. <laughs> Which one's your favourite? <laughs> There's the one with the fidget spinner. That's really weird. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Rad. There's a very like the... squashed one. I, I think that's yeah. my favourite. I wonder what the my favourite is the don't fuck with Dave Benson Phillips tank top. Tank top. apparently available for sale. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's the, the last one. one just has him lifting his shirt and showing the Dave... The Dave Belly Phillips. Oh, no. Yeah, Dave's Belly Phillips. <laughs> Dave's Belly, comma, Phillips. <laughs> it's now canon that Dave Benson's stomach is called Phillips. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just I just tried to reverse image search uh, the last image of Dave pulling his, his top up. Mm. And Google... Google's suggested search was senior citizen. Oh, no. <laughs> Dave, Dave. Dave's only in his mid-50s. Oh, God, poor man. Bless yeah. him. What else can the seagull take from him? His dignity's gone. His sandwich was all he had left. Poor man. Is he wearing a thong? Sorry. No, that I think that's, picture. that's just a fold, I think. In which? No, no there's, like, there's like a fabric that goes up of, over his hip. <laughs> no, that's a fold. That's a fold. Are you sure? Yeah, he's not wearing a thong. <laughs> oh, just... we need to stop. We need to put it. Should I, <laughs> should I just tweet that right now so people can just go and find it no, later on? You can do, yeah. That's just... But I think it's a fold. It's because Phillips is a, a large is a large belly. Right. That's what it's called. Otherwise, it would be a flathead, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. I really want to know what tweet that... tweet that real quick. That tiny idiots. squashed image says, but... It's, there's no larger version of it. There are no large pictures of Dave Benson. <laughs> they're all about 300 they're pixels They're all just wide. tiny. They're like 240 <laughs> by 180. They're all tiny pictures. Oh, Dave, we tried okay. to leave you out of it. We really, we did. But then you made you just, headline news. You've just got to stop doing this shit, Dave. <laughs> stop getting hand, foot and mouth. Stop. <laughs> stay, stop contracting hilarious diseases, Dave. Oh, he's getting vomited on, getting pooed on, getting sandwiches stolen. It's really, oh, poor man. We promise we'll try and leave you out of it in future, but God. Just stop. You must have known that this was a bad one for your PR, right? Please, please hold larger instruments in photos <laughs> that are proportional to your body. Stop wearing thongs. <laughs> okay, I've tweeted that photo now. Uh, if you saw this last week and thought, what the fuck is that? Then there's your context. Did you tweet oh, yeah. it with no context? <laughs> no context. It's just the photo. <laughs> uh, let's see, we got a reply. Nobody needed or wanted this. Oh. Oh, that, oh Jesus! Someone submitted a podiatrist question that was like, "What what things do you wish you could unsee?" And I guess without even asking the question, I've got an answer. Oh, it's so low res. <laughs> it's been stretched. Up. It's really horrible. There's you click the you click the magnifying glass, and it's smaller when you get a full screen. Of it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep an eye on that. We'll revisit that at the end of the show and see what the reaction's been to it. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how Dave Phillips is oh. doing. Peter, that was fantastic, and, and thank you to everybody as well who let who let us know. Yeah, you can stop telling us now. <laughs> yes, done it. we know that happened. We know that Billy Ray Cyrus has a lot to think about, and yes, we have left what culture? <laughs> yes, we have. We have. Uh, oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Important. Oh no, what is it now? There's another photo of him with a small instrument. <laughs> <laughs> what an inflatable one. 
It's a little, a little guitar. A little ukulele or oh, something. Oh, it's an actual yeah. ukulele. Wow. Yeah. A little ukulele. Oh, it's also very small. <laughs> it is a really tiny image again. Tubist. Bear <laughs> small. Yeah, Tubist Zer Klein. Dubist. Oh, there we go. Fucking hell. Dubist. That. Fantastic. See, I just it's so hard not to go down Dave holes because there's always some gold at the bottom of that that. that hole. Well, if Dave stopped posting photos of his holes, then it would be fine, oh, wouldn't God. it? Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Peter. Thank Our you. second favourite Dave. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even number one, Dave. It's not even <laughs> our favourite Dave. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, me head. We have Dave Benson Phillips news. Oh, my God. my God. So much, not just... So there's the thing that Mikey needs to... He shared it in our personal WhatsApp group, and I deliberately didn't look at it because I wanted to react to it on the podcast. And since then, there's been even more Dave news. He's, he keeps scandaling himself. Well, I think the <laughs> latter. I'm convinced now, after what happened last night with Dave on, twi- with Dave on Twitter. Dave, Dave, on, Twitter. Dave on Twitter <laughs> underscore two. Yeah, I, I swear to God he's doing on purpose. And he's pretending yeah. that it's not, but he is. I think he's, he's trying to be. to be this slightly awkward. He's trying to be the character out of Get Back with Dave Benson Phillips or whatever it was yeah, called. Yeah, he knows how to go viral now. It's basically by having absolutely... Uh, no shame whatsoever. Yeah. That's, that's that's all he's got left is his lack of shame. I'm going to see what numbers that tweet's pulling in actually before we get. It's, on. I'm looking at it right now. Whoa! It's 28.2 thousand likes, 7.3 thousand retweets at the time of recording. Wow! Thank you to everybody, everybody who tagged us in this, everybody. including Booth, who brought it to our attention. Yeah. Uh, Dave Benson Phillips at uh, Dave Benson Phil. Have a good night, whatever you're doing, and don't forget to put your cocks back. <laughs> Classic. And then oh. the follow-up tweet. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yes, and I love the amount of context that's in there. As if yeah. where he was when he sent it made that mistake. That's why okay. I'm. Con- that's partly why I'm convinced that it's an act. Is the fact that he included that little detail at the end? He apologised, and sa- I don't have the tweet in front of me, but basically says, "Sorry, everyone, it was a typo. Uh, I was queuing for my takeaway dinner or something." Like my that. sincerest apologies to those who were shocked or offended by my previous message, which was meant to be helpful. I was in a queue waiting for my takeaway meal. <laughs> takeaway meal. Oh. My takeaway meal. Also, his Twitter is amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've now followed him. Because As we approach is... the winter, it is time for me to break out the saucepan I use for making soup. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is the Dave Renaissance right here. This is high quality stuff. <laughs> the Renaissance, <stuff>. the Renaissance. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Speaking of which, actually, I do need to obviously post a quick photo of Dave Benson Phillips. Let let everyone know that Just we're recording. I wonder if there's a spooky Dave. version of Dave out there. Spooky. Oh, there might be. Spooky Mikey, Dave. while Ben is doing that, can you can you hit me with a major Dave Benson Phillips? This is news article. It's it's a light article, but what it lacks in length, it more than makes up for in just Dave Benson Phillips. Okay. So the headline reads: Children's TV star says sorry for scaring shoppers. Okay. This and... is so. This is Spooky Dave that we're about to hear from. <laughs> oh my! What well, did actually, he do? I, I'm just going to send the picture from the uh, article into chat if you want a, a Spooky Dave. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So it reads. A children's TV presenter has apologised to Worthing shoppers for scaring them at the weekend. 
Dave Benson Phillips took to his Twitter account to say sorry for causing a quote-unquote terror scare oh. in Beer Jess in Montague Street. <laughs> oh no, that's not what I expected at all from this story. <laughs> yeah. The former CBBC star of Get Your Own Back tweeted, My apologies to the shoppers and staff at BHS Worthing for my son's balloon dog going bang in the store. We are all very jumpy at the moor. Fans of the star, however, found humour in the tweet and were quick to respond saying, Gunge him, and I'm sure they'll get her own back. So oh. Dave, Dave Benson Phillips accident, well, his son caused a bomb scare oh in a BHS. God. Because <laughs> his balloon popped, his dog balloon popped. That, that's the entire article. It's not, not a big one, but my God, imagine D- just Dave in that shopping centre innocently walking around and then bang. <laughs> His son, just his 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 Dave bomb son Phillips. <laughs> very explodes. very good. Can't, you um, can't escape Dave, can we? He's just a fixture no. now. There's really not that many scary pictures of Dave, is there? Like not even a Halloween costume. No. Well, no. he is a children's entertainer, so... telling people to put the cocks back. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Causing terror scares. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing? We've spoken about this, Dave. We'll leave you out of it when you stop doing things for us to be involved with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've got the Dave Benson Phillips photo lined up, so I'm just going to tweet that. Oh my God! Right. I don't know how now. comfortable I am with this new tradition. <laughs> I feel like you think when he thrusts himself into, um, you know, the news by doing another silly thing, you know, that's oh. his own lookout. But when it's 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 up to us, and we're we're deliberately choosing not to leave him out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. I feel sort of responsible. Well, I just well by the the sheer existence of these photos, I think that is, you know, Dave Benson Phillips thrusting himself back into it. So really, mm. for him to be left out of it, he has to leave the internet. All traces must be removed before we will stop. Yes, I do have following on for, actually from what Peter mentioned last week about thinking he was probably self-aware in terms of the stuff he was doing. I'm faced with something of a dilemma, Benson Phillips. Yeah, which is his daughter. Oh, um, and. I agree with Peter. I think it's getting pretty transparent that a lot of his Twitter game is 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 big fat fakey fakiness, and I'm I don't like it. I, I like the intentional nonsense, the unintentional nonsense, I should say. What's it got to do with his daughter? No, I'm I just I just was joking because it sounds like a name. Dilemma Benson Phillips. Oh, I see. I understand. <laughs> yeah? No. Are we okay? <laughs> What's happening? We, there was two field recordings before this one. Yeah. Just things went wrong. Give us a minute. Give us a minute. We'll, we'll things get are weird things. in here. The point I'm trying to get to mm. is that I don't know if if we should so much leave Dave out of it because he's very easy. To, he's a very easy target. Yeah. Or if we should leave him out of it because he's manufacturing his own his own scandals for the sake of going viral which I don't think is as fun as someone accidentally tweeting about setting their <laughs> cocks back. It's far less funny if he's thought, that'll be funny, I'll do that. And he's done it, and it's done well. On the other hand, though, if he is clearly trying to get social media attention, then that's almost... Does that undo the request to leave him out of it? Because he's sort of implicitly saying, please don't leave me out of it. Please please make me part of it. Bring me into it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Like, I feel like the the real leaving him out of it now would be to ignore his his cries for attention. Yeah. Because he's gone. Oh. Our boy's gone viral with a couple of tweets recently, and now I feel like he's not ours anymore, and it's not as fun. <laughs> he's not ours. Yeah, he's I not feel ours like that. Everyone else has rediscovered him, and, and yeah, we're I not agree. getting any of the credit. <laughs> 
I don't know if you're familiar with the Hunger Games, but at the very least, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with the concept mm. where there are at least a, at least in this game that we're doing right now, which is called the Vidiots Games. <laughs> there are twelve districts, and each districts off each district sorry offers two tributes. So there are twenty four people in this Hunger Games, and it's last person standing wins. And it's because it's about like food or something right when they win they something win food like they've had to go to for their district King or something, or yeah. something. yeah it's, i don't know it's it's weird so i've seen the first film i haven't seen any of the other ones i don't really know what's going on but i could just about follow along with this so i'm sure you will be able to too mm-hmm. would you like to know who the participants are from each district oh yes Hit please me. from district one and i'm assuming this sort of means that they will kind of maybe work together yeah. in some occasions because they're from the same district from district one you have peter austin and rules boss. Oh, what Excellent. a combo. Oh, my God. From, How am I supposed to work with him? From District 2 is Ben Potter and Richard Mychinko. Oh, you've got you've got a good one there. Oh, you gave... Just a bit. Gave myself, I gave myself the good boy. Yeah. Now, I took screenshots of all of these, by the way, all of these different days. I just simulated it all in one go. Mm-hmm. And I, I know who wins, but I did my best to avoid looking at the details. Okay. So I, this is an adventure for me, too. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'll finish running through these people. Uh, District 3 is Michael Johnson Ooh. and Kevin. Yes. Oh. oh, that's not good. You'll hear us coming from a mile away. <laughs> you will, yeah. You'll have to keep him quiet. <laughs> the loudest boys. <laughs> but he's probably the two got, loudest he's, people, yeah. Kevin just but Kevin's probably got dogs. all kinds of attachments, like Swiss Army yeah, knife. True. Swiss Army Kev. Blades yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. District 4, we've got Dave on Twitter and, and Jeff. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, yeah. District 5, Billy Ray Walrus and Miley Walrus. Oh, that's of cute. course. Fair enough. District 6, Milo and Bobby Babaluni, <laughs> podcast <laughs> legends. God, yes. District 7, fellow podcast legends, Meat Face and Uncle Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> no, Uncle Fatty will eat Meat Face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I didn't even think of that. Oh, this is terrible. Oh. Uh, District 8 is Barbara Pierce and Mr. Blobby. Nice. Okay. District 9, TV legends, Cheggers and Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> District 10 is Dick and Dom. Oh, very good. Excellent. Uh, District 11, and I've credit where it's due again to Adam here. I don't think that's his real name because Adam Warlock is a superhero. Um, a, a lot of these names were lifted from his original mm-hmm. thing, so it was a huge it was a huge help. I can't remember half of these people half the time. Uh, District 11 is Stephen Seagull and Stoke-on-Trent. Yes. The entire town. The iconic the town, town on the River Trent. Historic town. Historic. Historic town. Oh. And finally, District 12 is beloved politicians Theresa May and Bumpus Johnson. Oh, no. <laughs> Delightful. Okay. From District 12. I know who I want to lose. <laughs> so, I would like to wage a friendly... I would like to wage a friendly wave, waiver? No? Friendly wager. There we wage? go. What am I trying to say, Peter? Are Help you, me here. Can you smell toast? Are you all right? Yeah, I can. Mm. A friendly wager, then, for this first part, because the second part should be who do you think is going to win. This part... Who do you pick as dying in this first half? Dave Benson Phillips. Dave Benson Phillips. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the cards play out that way. I'm going to go Milo, actually. As you asked that question, I glanced down at my desk and just saw him looking back at me with his tiny saxophone (laughs) on the cover cover of Daily Star. I was like, you're dying. With his shirt. Shirt covering him up now because of Michael's <laughs> oh, Jesus. Photoshop. Okay, here we go. You ready? I'm mm. ready. The bloodbath. As the tributes stand on their podiums, the horn sounds. 
Theresa May runs away from the cornucopia. Rules boss runs away from the cornucopia, as does Bobby Babalooney, Dom. Richard Maichinko finds a canteen full of water. Mm. Dick, Jeff, Milo all run away. Uncle Fatty <laughs> finds a canteen of water. Oh. Michael Johnson runs away. Miley Warris snatches a pair of says? says. Is that a thing? Says? S-A-I-S. Is that some kind of weapon? I don't, I don't know, know what that is. Let's have a look. What's a says? I have no S-A-I-S. idea. I like how Dick Machinko has found useful provisions and so Immediately, has, right? so oh, has Uncle Fatty. They're like ninja swords. Oh. oh, good. Well, Miley's got those. What I like the most about this is that it's kind of like a horoscope in that it's very easy to sort of attribute the behavior of these characters to to them even though it's completely random yeah you find meaning in it it's fun stoke on trent bumpus johnson billy ray warris uh dave on twitter ben potter all run away steven seagull takes a handful of throwing knives nice he does peter austin runs away barbara piss finds a bag full of explosives wow (laughs) meat face finds a backpack full of camping equipment dave benson phillips runs away Oh. Mr. Blobby and Cheggers find a backpack full of camping equipment and Kevin runs away. Okay. Wow. Day one. Dom searches for firewood. Milo tends to Bobby Babalooney's wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Miley Walrus diverts Meatface's attention and runs away. Michael Johnson and Richard Maichinko split up to search for resources. A new team up there. Wow, oh, I'm doing all right. Stoke-on-Trent runs away from Ben Potter. <laughs> Dave on Twitter discovers a river. Billy Ray Roris and Dick from Dick and Dom threaten a double suicide. Wow. It fails and they die. <gasps> Do they? Apparently, that's what it says. Wow, that's Billy a dramatic Ray opening. And, Billy Ray and, and Dick from Richard Dick and McCourt. Dom. Oh, that's a sad loss. They've died. Rules boss dies of dysentery. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, my teammate. <laughs> Mr. Blobby and Jeff hunt for other tributes. Dave Benson Phillips picks flowers. Oh, he's having a nice time. <laughs> Cheggers stabs Uncle Fatty with a tree branch. No, that's just... No, oh, he's just he recovered. He's, we he's just a fellow found jungle, fellow jungle resident. What are you doing? It's pretty horrible. Peter Austin thinks about home. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Constantly. I'm, I'm just waiting for the Dave Benson Phillips car gets shot on by a seagull. <laughs> he's, Stephen he's picking seagull. flowers. He's living his best life. Uh, Theresa May kills Kevin with a hatchet. Nice. Oh. Stephen Seagull dies from an infection. Oh. Rip. Barbara Piss receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. Oh. And Bumpiss Johnson collects fruit from a tree. <laughs> oh. Fallen Tributes 1. Six cannon shots can be heard in the distance. Today we've lost Billy Ray Warris, Dick, Rules Boss, Uncle Fatty, Kevin, and Stephen Seagull. Jesus, they're oh. dropping like flies. They are. Rest in peace, Fatty. Here is the, here is the current active players. Just sending them to you now. You can see the deceased there. Whoa. Oh my god! We've got in the running. God, quite a lot of idiots. Yeah, we lost a lot. We lost a lot of good men and women. All women. <laughs> Vidiots games night one. Richard Maichinko receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. Mister Blobby climbs a tree to rest. <laughs> Dom climbs a tree to rest. That'd be amazing to see. Cheggers starts a fire. Jeff receives clean water from an unknown sponsor. Mm-hmm. Meatface destroys Michael Johnson's supplies while he is asleep. That motherfucker. Barbara Piss and Peter Peter Austin run into each other and decide to truce for the night. Oh yeah, Babs. Stoke-on-Trent tends to her wounds. That's right, Stoke-on-Trent is a woman. Good. Yes. Miley Walrus and Bumpus Johnson talk about the tribute still, al- still alive. We're just gossiping. Theresa May, Theresa May poisons ba- Bobby Babalooney's drink. 
Wow. She drinks it and dies. Oh, Bobby, Theresa May, how could you? Milo Fens, Ben Potter, Dave on Twitter and Dave Benson Phillips away from his fire. <laughs> we now move on to day two. Milo's got purge experience. I think he's going to be... Yeah. Milo's a strong contender, I think. Barbara Piss severely injures Stoke-on-Trent and leaves her to die. Oh, my God. Jesus. Peter Austin discovers a cave. Oh. This might be my favourite one so far, just because of the sheer amount of people involved. Cheggers, Michael Johnson, Jeff... Bumpus Johnson and Dave Benson Phillips track down and kill Mr. Blobby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Like a hit squad. Why 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 Blobby? What did he do? Was he still in I his tree? He climbed the wrong tree, I think. Oh, I guess, yeah. Dave on Twitter searches for a water source. Milo stabs Theresa May while her back is turned. Yeah, come on. Good. <laughs> I don't think she's dead yet though. Oh shit. Ben Potter explores the area. Oh. Meatface receives clean water from an unknown sponsor. Richard Mychinko receives an explosive from an unknown sponsor. Who are these sponsors? Miley Walrus steals from Dom while he isn't looking. Wow. Here are the fallen tributes for today. Bobby Babalooney. Stoke-on-Trent. Mr. Blobby. Theresa May! Yes! Excellent. She's gone. Vidious Games Night 2. Dom screams for help. Barbara Pierce fends Dave Benson Phillips, Milo and Michael Johnson away from her fire. Oh, God. Cheggers passes out from exhaustion. Oh, not Cheggers. Jeff receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. God. Richard Mychinko tends to Bumpus Johnson's wounds. <laughs> Miley Walrus receives fresh food from an unknown sponsor. Who is this Peter unknown Austin. sponsor? I don't know. I just, it's, they're doing a lot, though, aren't they? They are. This is keeping everyone afloat. Peter Austin starts a fire. Dave on Twitter, Meatface and Ben Potter discuss the games and what might happen in the morning. Hmm. Day three, Michael Johnson strangles Bumpus Johnson with a rope. Ah, no better way to start the day. <laughs> can only be one Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your Prime Minister's jacket. <laughs> I love my Prime Minister. <laughs> Barbara Piss goes hunting. Miley Walrus attacks Milo, but he manages to escape. Richard Mychinko travels to higher ground. Dave Benson Phillips stalks Ben Potter. Ooh. Jeff and Meatface fight Peter Austin and Cheggers. <gasps> Peter Austin and Cheggers survive. Oh, thank God. Dave on Twitter thinks about home. And Dom explores the area. Three cannon shots can be heard. Today we lost Bumpus Johnson, Jeff and Meatface. Oh, what a loss. Those who remain standing are Peter Austin with two kills. Yes. Ben Potter and Richard Mychinko. Michael Jack... Michael Jackson. <laughs> He's the unknown sponsor. Yeah. Oh, no! He keeps shoving medical supplies in everyone's face. Michael Johnson with two kills. Nice. Dave on Twitter. Miley Walrus. Milo with one kill. Oh, disappointment. Barbara Piss with one kill. The only district with both members are alive. Cheggers with four kills. Whoa! Whoa. Dave Benson Phillips with one kill. And the last person alive from District 10 is Dom. Oh, he's dickless. So Dave Benson Phillips, still still alive. Wow. It's been the DBP episode today, hasn't it? It really has. I'm so sorry, Dave, if you're listening. Why have you kept listening Can we this just far? call this one Just Leave Me Out? Yeah, we have to. <laughs> yeah. Night three. Richard Mychinko, Dave Benson Phillips, Barbara Piss, and Milo track down and kill Dave on Twitter. No, oh. the bastards. The tooks. Dave is dead. The tooks. They've tooken me life. <laughs> Dom receives fresh food from an unknown sponsor. Mm. Michael Johnson goes to sleep. 
Cheggers stays awake all night. Thinking about the lives he's slaughtered in the, in the, in the trials so far. Thinking about the time he did taken. Naked Jungle. <laughs> the worst career move of his life. <laughs> Miley Walrus kills Ben Potter with his own weapon. Oh, oh my god. I'm dead, which means I, I, I'm gone. I can't even read this anymore. Shit. Oh. oh, well, we'll never know Rip. who survived. That's it. It's the end of everything. That's it. Anyway, that was my thing. Good. We'll never know what happens next. Peter Austin thinks about winning. <laughs> All the time. It's the end of night three. The feast. The cornucopia is replenished with food, supplies, weapons, and memoirs from the tribute's families. Dom decides not to go to the feast. Miley Walrus, Barbara Piss, and Richard Mychinko get into a fight. Richard Mychinko triumphantly kills them both. Wow. Oh. Richard with a double kill there. Peter Austin decides not to go to the feast. Milo bashes Chegger's head in with a mace. Nice. Now that's that's the Milo we wanted to see. Michael Johnson stabs Dave Benson Phillips in the back oh. with a trident. Oh my God, Dave, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> My back's been hit. Milo, oh, we're on day four now. Milo forces Peter Austin to kill Dave, sorry, to kill uh, Richard Mychinko or Michael Johnson. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Peter Austin decides to kill Michael Johnson. You know no! Why? Why? Mikey, there can be only one. So I, I win out of the vidiots. Yeah, well done. Yeah, you're the last vidiot standing currently. Wow. Mm. Maybe that's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Dom searches for a water source. Here are the fallen... Tributes for day four. Seven horse cannon shots can be heard in the distance. <laughs> Dave on Twitter, Ben Potter, Miley Walrus, Barbara Piss, Cheggers, Dave Benson Phillips, and Michael Johnson. Heroes, the lot of them. Mm. The last villains standing are Peter Austin with three kills, Dick Mychinko with three kills, Milo with three kills, oh my God. And, and Dom who is still alive. <laughs> I'm not scared of Dom, but Dick Mychinko has military experience and Milo has purge experience, so I'm in trouble here. I'm in trouble, Tab. Night, <laughs> Night four. Milo sees a fire but stays hidden. Dom thinks about home. Dick <laughs> the bungalow. <laughs> bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Dick is dead. Oh, oh no. no. But the other Dick, Demo Dick... Dick Mychinko is unable to convince Peter Austin to not kill him. <gasps> oh, my oh my god! god no way! So you got Demo Dick to beg for his life, and you killed him. Oh, That's right. Nice. That asshole's still twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you quoted his his own words at him yeah. as you killed him. That's right, nighty night. Day five. Milo tries to sleep through the entire day. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Peter Austin thinks about home. Dom injures himself. <laughs> How is he still alive? He's, He's done nothing. I don't. He slipped on homemade I creamy muck. <laughs> arena event. Whoa. A cloud of poisonous smoke starts to fill the arena. Dom survives. <gasps> no. Peter Austin and Milo <gasps> agree to die in the cloud together. Oh. Has Dom won? But Peter Austin pushes Milo in without warning. No! <laughs> really? What? You killed Milo. Oh you my god. Milo. <laughs> what it's a turn. Me and Dom. Oh no, Peter, don't do it. You can't kill him. I think Dom's going to win. I'm shots. convinced there's going to be a come from behind victory. <laughs> Two horse cannon shots can be heard in the distance. Dick Mychinko and Milo are today's fallen oh. tributes. Wow. 
as we go into the final evening, the last two left alive are Peter Austin with five kills and Dom, <laughs> who's there. Who's thinking about the bungalow. <laughs> Night five. Dom cannot handle this circumstances and commits suicide. <laughs> <laughs> the winner is Peter Austin from District One. Yay. <laughs> to be fair, I think that's the best ending we could have had. I wouldn't want Peter to kill him. Oh my I god, have, Dom I've literally never laughed while saying committing suicide before, and I do apologize if that was in poor taste, but I hope the context makes it makes it make sense. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that's there are places you can go if if you need some help, but in this context Absolutely. that was somewhat amusing. That was amazing. God, what a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. And we should point out that the one that was run on Twitter, Mikey won it. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey won the one on Twitter, so you can go check that out if you want. Uh, here are the final placements. Mm-hmm. If, would you like to hear where everybody finished? Yes. I didn't do very well. <laughs> uh, Peter Austin, winner, five kills. Dom, second place. Milo, third place, three kills. Dick Mychinko, fourth place, three kills. Michael Johnson, fifth place, three kills. Sorry? Dave Benson Phillips, sixth place, two kills. Cheggers, third place, four kills. Barbara Piss. Hang on, it says third... Oh, there's a lot of people in third place. This is confusing. Oh, oh is it done me, by kill count rather than by... No, it's actually not. That actually makes zero fucking is sense. Is it just the Maybe order get... they died in? Don't think so. Maybe you get points for how how long you survived and also points for... No, I think kills. this is... It's the order in which they died. You've been reading them in the order that they died, but oh. you suddenly got to oh, yeah. Barbara Pierce or whoever it was, and now it's saying third place for her. Oh Jesus, it's weird. That's a mess. I'm not entirely not entirely sure what that what that is, but anyway, Peter Austin is the winner. <laughs> That's all that matters. Mm. Uh, you you did it. Wow, you did it, man. What are you going to do, well, Peter? Now you've won. I'm going to eat all the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I think you get your freedom. No, that's why it's called the Hunger Games, isn't it? Oh, no, you're right. You eat all of the fallen tributes. Well, you would know. You won. Yeah, delicious. Congratulations, Peter. Thanks. King of the Vidiots games. I I, I don't know how to feel about what I've got today. Right. I've I've been laughing a lot at it, but I think that makes me a terrible person. Okay. So you've probably heard of this recent news story about Gizmo the Chihuahua, who was stolen (laughs) by a seagull. Yeah, I have. Have you got any news? I've, I've got... I've got... Related news, I've got updates, I've got some investigation, I've, I've gone all out on this one. Oh my Fantastic. god. Fantastic. I'm in. So, for everybody who hasn't heard of this breaking news story, here's the rundown. <sighs> the little dog called Gizmo was out playing in the garden when a seagull swooped down and grabbed Gizmo by the scruff of his neck. The owner's partner tried to grab the dog's legs to stop him being, a t- being take- <laughs> taken away, but it was in vain. And so, How strong was this seagull? Well, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to give the down low first, and then we're going okay, to yeah. we're going to analyze. We're going to see what, what what the fuck happened here. Okay. So the owner wrote in a in a desperate Facebook post, "It carried Gizmo far away until we couldn't see him anymore." Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, it's it's very sad because someone's lost a pet. But oh my god, what a what an image! Just a little tiny Chihuahua getting taken off into the distance. God. Uh, she went on to say. I have no idea if he was dropped or where he is now. Please, please, please. If anyone finds a chihuahua, he's mine. A seagull has took him from my garden. 
God. So yeah, when I first heard this, I was like, oh, surely that's bullshit. That's got to be a lie. Yeah. Made up by like maybe the boyfriend to cover up losing the dog or something. <laughs> but like this, this story persisted through every news website, like Twitter, Facebook, everyone was talking about it. So I thought, okay, maybe there's some truth to it because this is a big lie to keep on going. Has the um, seagull given a candid sit-down interview yet? <laughs> That's it. We it. need to hear from the seagull. I, I, I want to hear all sides of the story. Making a dog napper coming to <laughs> Netflix. The seagull wished to remain anonymous. Um, this is an actor seagull who's talking on behalf of the seagull. With like a weird filtered voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually given the wrong kind of dog. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, surely a seagull can't possibly snatch a dog, can it? Turns out it's possible. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Ornithologist Peter Rock told the Today program on BBC Radio 4, seagulls were capable of picking up small animals. If you have a very tiny little dog, I suggest you don't let it run around in your back garden. It may well become a meal. God. Jesus, what do the seagulls do to it? Can they just distend their beaks or something? How, how would they eat that? I, I've, oh, I don't even want to think about the gruesome details, to be honest. I like to think it just flew off somewhere and kept it as a pet. That's, that's what happened, they right? eat it whole, Ben. I think what they would do to it, if they were going to eat it, is take bites out of it. But how? They don't have knives and forks. <laughs> could eat the soft bits. Could eat his eyes. Let's get back to Gizmo the Chihuahua. Hmm. Uh, this was a headline that went up yesterday. Leg found in search for Chihuahua. Oh, snap. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie Williams, 29, found the leg on a roof of a popular with, on, a, on a roof popular with seagulls in Tottenham's Devon. Oh, yeah, she, she faced the devil in the eyes and retrieved the, the potential leg of a Chihuahua. So sadly, there's no concrete end to the story. They're doing DNA testing on the leg right now. To see if it did actually come from the dog, but well, how do they so, know what the dog's DNA what is? Are they gonna do? Oh yeah, I guess. Oh, there'll, there'll be some kind of hair or something in the. Flat oh, true. Yeah. The house. Or they could. I guess oh, they could God. just see if it's from a Chihuahua. Then that would at least narrow it down. <laughs> There's been an spree of Chihuahua thefts in the area. I hope the seagull gets prosecuted. Yeah, we need to find it, hunt it down. Everybody, if you're in the Devon area, keep an eye out for a seagull with a Chihuahua in its beaks. Justice for Gizmo. Justice for Gizmo. God. That's crazy. I wish I had a proper ending for that, but I like the suspense of a leg was found. Yeah. I mean, there's not much suspense. I doubt that. I doubt he escaped. There's not a lot of dog's legs. legs lying around in the south, the southwest, I don't think. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, God. But there's still f- three more out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, and, like, yeah, they all line up to the corner of an X and in the middle <laughs> is where you'll find the rest of the dog. Oh, God. Oh, oh, me head. On a similar tangent as a kid, uh, we lost one of our parrots uh, when I was like a little kid and I was like distraught over it and then just like the, the day after my uncle came around and my parents were talking about it and he just candidly said, ah, don't worry, the seagulls have probably killed it by now. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle. <laughs> so our resident bird expert, Peter Rock, said he wasn't surprised to hear of the incident of Gizmo the Chihuahua because gulls are, quote, very large, which is, <laughs> for a scientist... That's, that's some fucking insight, that. Yeah, that's, that's really cutting edge there. Thank, <laughs> thanks, Peter. <laughs> Peter Rock means rock rock. The name Peter, <laughs> yeah. The name Peter means rock. 
Oh, no wonder we can't trust him. He's got yeah. two first They're very names. big. I am Rock Rock. <laughs> Seagull's very large. Of course you happen. Seagull's are big, innit? <laughs> so, I did, I, I, so after this, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to investigate. What are the seagull on dog incidents that happened? <laughs> In May 2015, another Devon pet owner watched in horror as her beloved Chihuahua puppy was killed by a flock of seagulls after the pup, the puppy pushed open the door and got out. No. Heartbreaking. Christ. In August 2015, a seagull attempted to steal a Jack Russell named Charlie, but was unsuccessful. Oh. Jack Russell seems too big. Yeah, yeah. they said well, like, it was it's unsuccessful. Like, it's like a 14 pound dog, and that's just silly, but I guess the seagull wanted to have a go. They are very large. Yeah, not like a little baby chihuahua. It's a, it's a... No, I meant the seagulls. Oh, Pe- God. Peter right. Rock says they're very large. That's all we know about them. Describe a seagull, ornithologist Peter Rock. Boog. Very large. I did Google uh, ornithologist, and yes, that is a bird expert. So it turns out you can just be an ornithologist. Yeah, I think you probably have to do some kind of degree, but yes. No, yeah, no, you can't I think just you... be one. But... <laughs> so, like, there's... An absolute wealth of stories like this about dogs being either attacked or like attempting to steal them. But I think this is the first one where a dog uh, seagull has successfully stolen a dog. God. But there's one interesting link that unified all these stories together, or at least the majority of them. They all happened in the Southwest. Oh. Mm. So maybe like the Southwest seagulls are the most vicious, angry, strongest seagulls out there. And, could be. and a few days ago, there was another headline in the Bristol Live News website. Uh, it read, Horrified man describes pigeon massacre in latest Bristol seagull attack. Oh my god, pigeon massacre? I love that band. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that'd be a good band name. It's just latest Bristol seagull attack. Yeah. As, in, as if there's been a string of these. Well, they took your sandwich. <laughs> they fucking they deserve everything they get. The pricks. You were the first. I hate seagulls. The first uh, of the Bristol attacks was on you. Oh my! And it's just been a crime wave since then. What do seagulls actually do? Like, what? Where do they fit in the food chain apart from stealing other people's food and pets? They're scavengers, I think. Seagulls. Well, fuck them then. Get them out. <laughs> Kill them all. Them. I don't give a shit about seagulls. Yeah. So uh, the, the pig, pigeon attack, I think my favorite line from the story is, a horrified Bristol man has described how a pigeon was dragged off to its doom oh. by a seagull. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then within the article, it links to three other similar incidents that happened recently. So it is a definite spree of something going on. Local ornithologist Rock Rock says, the reason the seagull was able to take the pigeon is that it was very small. Oh, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the qualifying factor for all birds. Are they big or are they small? Yeah. That's all you know. Is it a notorious gang of see? I, what I want to know if, is if it is a re, is it's a repeat offender. Oh, the same seagull. Yeah. Yeah. Like tag them like a motorcycle gang. Yeah. Oh my god. Of seagulls. Next attack that happens needs some spray paint at hand. Spray it and just track that seagull. See what it does next. <laughs> do we have um? Do we have a name for the gang? The seagull gang. Uh, the Gulliver's Travels. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, just go for that. That loop. So, what what is causing the Southwest seagulls to be so address- uh, aggressive? Well, a clue might lie in this headline from a Devon newspaper. They can breed. <laughs> Stop it, Jesus! <laughs> the headline reads: Seagulls are getting drunk on leftover booze and throwing up on firefighters. What <laughs> specifically? <laughs> Just firefighters, yeah. There's another one, boys! <laughs> <laughs> Blah. 
So maybe all these seagulls are hopped up on alcohol 24-7 and committing violent acts as, as a result? Oh, they need asbos. Yeah. Oh, God. As Imagine beaks. if we had electronic tagging or oh. bracelets for seagulls. <laughs> that has no, to no, exist. No, no, you're not going anywhere. Blow into this, son. <laughs> it's 7pm. You should be at home. You've been vomiting on any firefighters tonight, son. God. Uh, the answer is it's probably not them being alcoholics. Uh, in another, a more sciencey article, they said it's, it's prob- the number of attacks are increasing just because the population of seagulls is increasing. So we're just seeing more and more of this kind of thing. Mm. They're inherently violent animals. God. Well, fuck seagulls. Fuck them. That's a, that's a t-shirt design. Fuck seagulls. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd buy one of those. But enough about the gulls. Oh, oh, oh me head. Actually, on the seagull topic, there was an update regarding Gizmo. <gasps> oh, okay. I derailed already. I'm sorry, but that's carry okay. On. This is, I needed to get this out of the way. It wasn't Gizmo's leg that was found. Oh, thank God! It was just another dog. That's fine. Oh my. Gosh. So yeah, it was just a rabbit's leg that was found. So I guess it was just a sweet little oh. innocent wild rabbit that a sea- oh, something had killed and ripped apart. So the wow. hunt for Gizmo continues, I guess. It could still be out there, alive somewhere. It's like Homeward Bound. It's been dropped on top of a very high hill and he's scared to come down. <laughs> I can't wait for the National Treasure movie about Gizmo. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Nicolas Cage trying to track down different parts of Gizmo across Rome. <laughs> He is a national treasure, Gizmo the dog, just like Stephen Fry. Yeah. He, is. he is. I hope Stephen Fry doesn't end up with a leg on a roof somewhere. That would be horrible. Stephen Fry stolen by Seagull. This is a heart attack. Heart attack. Feel free to keep going quietly in the background, though. Art Attack is a British children's television series revolving around art, currently hosted by Lloyd Warby on Disney Junior and originally airing on CITV, hosted by friend of vidiots Neil Buchanan (laughs) Buchanan. from 1990 to 2007. What was that, sorry? Did you say 2000 and Sebi? I did. I got completely (laughs) thrown by what I thought I heard as I was speaking. What did you say? I said said Neil Buchanan. Okay, right. (laughs) 2007 is really thrown me. 2007, <laughs> right? That's how the cool kids are saying it these yeah. days. What's going down, this Sebi? It's not my fault you guys aren't following the popular culture. The original series aired on CITV between the 15th of June 1990 and the 26th of May 2007, and was presented by one of its creators, Neil Buchanan. What was it, Peter? Buchanan. Buchanan. Neil Buchanan throughout. Buchanan also wrote and produced the series and came up with a majority of the creative ideas. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. Silly feet. A new series launched on Disney Junior UK and Ireland on the 6th of June 2011 and was presented by Yasa Aluwalia, I think. Okay. Buchanan. Each show involved Aluwalia, I hope I'm getting that right, voicing over footage of an artist producing three works of art, taking the viewer through various stages of production step by step. What? He was later replaced by Lloyd Warby at the start of the British Second Revived series. But I don't know about all of that shit. You guys, I don't know about that shit. Andrew Lloyd Warby. I w- I d- yes, I want to talk about the Disney Channel art attack, in particular, the Spanish art attack. Ooh. Okay. Because, as some of you may have known, I went on holiday last week to Magica, uh, which is a Spanish island, and I was there <laughs> for three a- days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, go on, what's up? It sounds a bit like a card game. Magica. Yeah. Magica the Gathering. Yeah. Majorca. I was there for three days, and the food did not agree with me at all, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. 
It's you, sort did of, a, a ne- you, you did a Neil, Neil Buchanan, didn't you? I did, exactly. It sort of became Ben Potter and the three days of non-stop Dara. Right. Oh. And by the end of my time there, I sort of looked like... Well, I, was, I kind of I looked a bit like a vagrant beach ball full of wind. Oh my that had just God. sort of been granted asylum on the <laughs> on the island, just sort of allowed to stay. Oh no, that is brilliant! Wow, sorry to hear so, that. So as I as I nursed my rear one morning, mm. I turned on the Disney Channel to see the Spanish interpretation of Art Attack, and uh, I've got a little clip here of my initial reaction to it that I'm going to play through the microphone for you. I hope there's no diarrhea sounds in the in the background. <laughs> this is the control splat. What have you done with Neil? So there we go. That was me just yelling in a hotel. Oh, what have they done with Neil? Eleven in the morning, yeah. and there was Spanish Neil there, just taking us through an art attack. But it's time for a quiz, right? Are you guys ready? Yeah. Uh, I, I've not done my revision. No, it's fine. This is a pop quiz. Okay. A popular quiz. Right. It's a very popular quiz. All about. What I learned about Spanish Art Attack <laughs> while watching Spanish Art Attack. Right. Okay. I yeah. thought you would enjoy it because we could all go through it together and learn. And maybe. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Maybe it'll be a bit silly as well. I don't know. Whatever. You guys let me know what you think. We'll, all right. we'll give it a try. We'll you up do. for it? You okay? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six questions. Okay, ooh, great. Ooh. Multiple choice. Otherwise, that would be a bit difficult. Here we go. Quiz time. The classic theme tune appears to be unchanged, but. What instrument has been added? Any early guesses before I list your options? Surely electric guitar. I want to say saxophone. Hmm. Is it A, the maracas? (laughs) B, the bongos? Or is it C, it's just been covered by Neil's bad band? Oh, if only. It's got Um, the maracas, surely. I'm going to say bongos then. Oh. It's B for bongos. Peter's 1-0 up. Bongos. 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 The host of Spanish Art Attack is called A. Guillermo Martinez mm. B. Antonio Banderas <laughs> or C. Keith Chegwin <laughs> Gonna oh. take a wild pun to A, I think. Yeah, that, that, that's the, the most responsible answer out there. You guys got it right. Hey. Oh, great. It's Guillermo Martinez. 2-1. The host's iconic red uniform returns. But the jumper is not quite as you remember. <gasps> How dare they? How is it different? A, it still has Neil in it. And he and Guillermo are sort of fused together like in the movie The Fly. B, it's just a long sleeve shirt because Spain is too hot for jumpers. C, it's a tank top because Spain is really hot. Oh, I think tank top's a bit too sexy for the children. Yeah, me too. I'm- I'm hoping, for their sake, not ours, that it's too be. sexy for the children. <laughs> I think A sounds too sexy for the children as well. It's me too. Oh, the flies. Still got a bit of Neil in it. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be B. Yeah. We're going for B? Mm. Yep. It is B. Hey, yes. thank God. Question four. Big art attacks were a, la- were a large part of the original series, wherein Neil would lay out various items on the floor to reveal a large work of art when viewed from an aerial camera. These are still in... But how are they done now? I've a. got an idea before you throw out any okay, answers. Okay, go on. Is there a drone involved? Oh, I, ca- I can't. I don't know. That's oh, my okay. answer. <laughs> it's not about. It's not about direction of okay. the, of, of the photography. Right. A. Guillermo gets right in there and makes a nice big face out of salt packets and dirty linen. Oh. B. A mute man who's never referenced or seen elsewhere in the show <laughs> takes it upon himself to get on with it. Or C, 
it just cuts to footage of Neil's 90s efforts. <laughs> oh, imagine. I don't think I don't think so. No. I I think the Spanish remake won't have the same budget as the original, so they don't have the money for these like big pots of salt. So they've had no, to reuse salt. So expensive. Yeah, salt's expensive. It's a rare commodity. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping C it just cuts to the old, old I'd love footage. that. But I'm going to say B. Whatever that was. Oh, yeah, the, the extra man. The extra man. It is B. It's <laughs> oh. just an extra man. So we've got Guillermo in the studio, and then every so often, it'll just cut to a man who doesn't <laughs> say any words, presumably because they just use them in all of the European language adaptations oh, yeah. of Art Attack. Uh, I, we called him Noel <laughs> oh. because he wasn't quite... Ne- he looked a bit like Neil, but not quite like Neil. Noel Buchanan. And he used to just sort of... Yes. He used to just like completely... He, he kind of mimed and like massively overacted as he was gathering his, his bric-a-brac oh, to build yeah. his big art attacks. And uh, I watched a couple of episodes and he was in both of them and never referenced at all. Just, and he never spoke. Here's the man. He enters. No one says anything. I've got a question for you, Ben. Yes. It might be, some, it might be one that you're about to ask, but is there a Spanish version of The Head? Question five. <gasps> <gasps> Perhaps one of the harder parts to translate was the wise-cracking The Head, a sentient bust that would critique and otherwise irritate poor Neil as he went on his art journey. His head made it in... Uh, sorry, has head made it into the Spanish version of oh. Art Attack. A. Of course he has. B. Of course he hasn't. It's a fucking abstract concept at best and the show is better without him. Or C. Whoa. He has, but he's not quite the same. Oh... oh. I, don't, I feel no. I, um, I feel like the the guys watched the UK version of the show and kind of got the rough essence of the head, but mistranslated it completely. So I'm going to go see. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I was get, like some someone from Rotherham or something to do the voice. I'm thinking C as well. I think he's there, Hola. but he's something else. <laughs> it is. It is C. Oh no. Oh. Final question. What? Oh, wait, hang head? on. You have to tell us how he's different. Come on. Final question. Oh, I see. <laughs> what has head been replaced with on Spanish Art Attack? Hmm. A. A wisecracking pineapple. <laughs> B. A wisecracking palm tree. C. It's just Neil again. He does it for the love of the sport. Oh, God. So I'm it's got to be either a pineapple or a palm tree, surely. But which could it be? I think it's easy to put a, p- a pair of sunglasses on a pineapple. But I guess a palm tree as well. It could work as well. You create a mechanism to make it flap its mouth. Oh. I'm going to go pineapple. Pineapple seems cheaper. I was going to say, I think it would be harder to articulate a mouth in... A, how do you put a face on it? Well, I guess it could be quite a broad... I'll say I'll say the the palm tree, Ooh. so we're different. Oh, Peter takes it. It's B. It's a wise cracking palm tree. No so way. I didn't even head, think it would be. Head used to be on a plinth, just in the corner of a room. Yeah. The palm tree, they have to just completely cut away to it because it's on its own set. And it sits, it's this massive, compared to what it's on, it's this huge palm tree on a little island with water all around it. And it's just got a mouth in the middle and the whole thing just sort of goes, and and that's the equivalent of head on Spanish Art Attack. Oh, hello. Jesus. (laughs) Hola. Hola. (laughs) Me gusta el gato. (laughs) Well, I I don't know much Spanish, but I did learn a lot of Spanish from that, um, by which I mean one phrase, because they say it a lot. And I think Neil used to say it a lot as well. You know how it always go, and now we do this, and now 
we do this. Right. So I learned ahora, which means and now in Spanish. Because oh. oh, even Guillermo had to say that all the time. Well, Just Neil a... used to, uh, when he was finished, he would look down the lens and go, try it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pay attention enough to see oh. if that was that. But I would love to know if you're from another country that has Art Attack and what it's like. Because it was really difficult to research, yeah. actually. It was hard to find out about because the Wikipedia page doesn't really mention many adaptations. It doesn't mention the Spanish one. Oh, God. So it could be a pirate. It yeah, could be a pirate art reimagining. attack. Yeah. Wow. Was it called, was it just called Art Attack in English or yep. they translated it? Oh, wow. Yeah, called Art Attack. Um, you know, same jumper, logo on it. Mm. Not a jumper, though. Shirt, sexy tank top. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious to learn more about the wild, wide, wide world of Art Attack adaptations and remasterings. Yeah, it's the, like the cinematic universe. I was just about to say, yeah, the expanded universe. <laughs> the Buchanan cinematic uh, universe. Yeah. Ah, uh, but That's... is it canon or is is it Buchanan? Ah, uh, very good, very good. Very good. Do you think, um, what's his name? Gilmero. Gil- Gil- what's the house called? Guillermo. Guillermo. Do you think Gil- he's gone? Gilmero. <laughs> Gil- Hello, I'm Gilmero. Do you think he's uh, gone on to be in a band now? Well, I part of my research trying to find out what he was called was by just searching Spanish host art attack, art attack Disney Channel Spain, Spain art attack host, help, Spanish art attack host young, and it was I, I eventually found him on oh. Instagram. Oh wow! And he's he just posts photos of various things he's working on, but he's not in a band yet. Oh, one day, one day. It's like they a midlife do. crisis when that comes. Like time to re reimagine my image. Fuck the kids, I'm going to sing in a punk band or whatever. <laughs> I've never listened to Neil's music. Actually, neither have I. No. How have you gone this far without listening to any of it? It's fun to take the mick out of it, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just because yeah. you imagine it's shit. Yeah. When it becomes real, it loses its fun. I wonder if he does art, uh, autographs and stuff. Like if he, you know, some people don't, they don't acknowledge their old, their old work. And they're sort of like, no, I'm here. You know, if you've come to my concert, I want you to listen to my music and I want you to give me a photo of myself dressed in my band gear. I don't want you to yeah. walk over to me with a a picture from the <laughs> 1980s when I had a mullet and a red jumper on. Fuck yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know whether he owns it or not. Play your old stuff, Neil. <laughs> Make a big art attack. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you tonight with two simple words. Two words that will transform your perception of history forever. Big plop. <laughs> God, that's like my little trigger. Like that it just really sets is. me off. It's got you, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Mikey really likes that one. I'm a big fan of the big plop. But no, no. Oh, let me compose myself. The two words. Fart proudly. Oh, okay. Is this the new bonfire night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fart proudly night. Uh... Proud plops. <laughs> no this is not a grassroots movement that i'm spearheading this is in fact the name of an essay written by politician inventor scientist founding father benjamin franklin no discoverer of electricity and an essay writer of farts okay so that's right the man who helped draft the declaration of independence also wrote an essay about farting fart proudly also called A Letter to the Royal Academy About Farting and <laughs> To the Royal Academy of Farting. <laughs> oh, it's, oh. Hang on. Was there a Royal Academy of Farting? I think that was his own little jokey title that he threw in there. <laughs> so they did call it Farts back then. 
I yeah, I guess like farts are eternal. God. Oh God. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, actually, that... yeah, I never even thought about that. Wow. What's the history of the word fart? Let's. <laughs> are you pulling Emit... it up? Verb. Emit wind from the anus. <laughs> <laughs> the farting chat is a bit much for me, guys. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. Does it have? Wait, what? There's like a date. When was? Uh, oh, okay. I've got it. I've got it already. Actually, because yes. there was just a pe- people also ask. Why is fart called fart? <laughs> and when you, when you click on it, it says, why do we fart? Ten facts about flatulence. And it immediately says in the byline, I don't even have to go to the article. Yes. The word fart comes from the old English word fiorton, which means to break wind. Fiorton. God. Wow. Fiorton. That's not as um, slick as fart, is it? I'm glad we evolved. Oh, we did great. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I've just fiorted. <laughs> By some sort of windbreaker. Oh. <laughs> My favourite Zelda game, that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay, I'll, 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 ra- I'll try and rattle through this. No, no, please take your time. I'm oh, well, I guess there's going to be certain points where we're going to want to stop. I'm, I'm letting you know now because it's, it's bloody good. Okay. Fart Proudly was an essay written by Franklin Circa 1781. It was composed in response to a call for scientific papers from the Royal Academy of Brussels. Franklin believed that the various academic societies in Europe were increasingly pretentious and concerned with the impractical. So this is a bit of like, I guess, um, satire? Satire, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the Royal Society of Brussels is a fart joke in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, it's, waiting to, it's just waiting to happen, isn't it? Nice, amazing. So revealing his Mikey side, Franklin responded with an essay suggesting that research and practical reasoning reasoning be undertaken into methods of improving the order of human flatulence. Oh. So I'm going to read pretty much the entire essay here. It's not that long, but I've, I've trimmed and reworded it in places to make it more succinct and to the point. Coming soon, Benjamin Franklin's Shreddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe that's a that's like we're gonna pitch that to shreddies we're gonna make some money off that this yeah. is where the shreddies journey started oh, back yeah. in this essay oh my god yeah it's all it all traces back to franklin it's universal oh, so, so it begins it is universally well known that in digesting our common food there is created or produced in the bowels of human creatures a great quantity of wind Permitting this air to escape and mix with the atmosphere is usually offensive to the company due to the fetid smell that accompanies it. All well-bred people, therefore, to avoid giving such offence, forcibly restrain the efforts of nature to discharge that wind. Sorry, what were they described as? Well-bred. 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 So I guess I'm not well-bred. I suppose not. I mean, I don't think many people are, if that's what it takes. No. Certainly not brown-bred people, because that you can't (laughs) hold back a brown-bred, a brown-bred Trump. Peter, that's disgusting. Yeah. Retaining such act of nature not only causes frequently great pain, but occasionally future diseases, such as habitual colics, ruptures, tympanies, etc., Often destructive of the constitution and sometimes of life itself. Oh my god, do not hold your farts back or you will die, says <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Is that a scientific finding or was he talking about the effects of the flatulence on others? I think Can you murder I, with a fart? I think maybe he's experienced a loss in the family when someone contained a fart too long and so oh, now he's no. he's out here spreading the good word. Mrs. Franklin. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rip. i'm very glad i brought this along there's so much that stems from this (laughs) 
We've just been waiting for this for for, for how many episodes now? Yeah, <laughs> forty-one. So I've been late. Forty-one. Fart, episode four. Oh, I should have done episode forty. We're in episode forty. Oh, for yeah. God's sake! Oh, was that the Shreddies episode? I yeah, it was. I think oh, we should rename okay. it. Were it not for the odiously offensive smell accompanying such escapes, polite people would prefer probably be under no more restraint in discharging such wind and company than they are in spitting or in blowing their noses. Hmm. Mm, delicious. Mm. My prize question, therefore, should be to discover some drug, wholesome and not disagreeable, to be mixed with our common food or sources that shall render the natural discharges of wind from our bodies not only inoffensive, but agreeable as perfumes. Oh! oh. <laughs> what on earth? I cannot imagine what they would consider a solution in the, in the 18th century. Well, I guess perfumes, eau de toilet. There we go. <laughs> oh, nice. We already have some knowledge of means capable of varying that smell. He that dines on stale flesh, especially with much addition of onions, shall be able to afford a stink that no company can tolerate. <laughs> While he that has lived for some time on vegetables only shall have that breath so pure as to ins- as to be insensible to the most delicate of noses. Well, that's not true. Yeah, that's total <laughs> bullshit, Ben. Mr. Mr. Ben Franklin. What? What did I? <laughs> not you. Sorry, oh. the other Ben. Right. <laughs> vegetables are really bad for farts, apparently. Yeah, well, my vegetarian farts were bad, and then it was round two with, with the vegan farts. It never ends. <laughs> yeah. And if he can manage so as to avoid the report, 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 he may anywhere give vent to his griefs unnoticed. There's so many good, like, words for farting here. Give vent to his griefs. What is that? Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. You could have read that line to me out of context and told me it was from a reading at someone's wake. <laughs> yeah. And it would have fit perfectly. Why is he why is he why is he being if I may quote the children? Why is he being so extra with his fart essay? I th- I th- I th- I think I'll try and summarize it at the end. I think I kind of understand what he was getting at here, but you know, it's okay. the full effect gives it expands. Mm. Who knows but that a little powder of quicklime or some other thing equivalent taken in our food. Note, quicklime was once used to sanitize and kill odors. So he's, he's suggesting here that we use, like, we put quicklime in something to help the farts not smell. I'm pretty sure that is really not a good idea. I think yeah. quicklime is is n- not good at all for you. Yeah, we don't we don't do that anymore for a good reason. <laughs> Have you not put links on your spaghetti bolognese before? Oh, a little bit mm. of Africa. Oh yeah, give it a bit of spice. That's nice. Mm. Quicklime causes severe irritation when inhaled or placed in contact with moist skin or eyes. Well, that's why I keep my skin nice and dry. Mm. Or perhaps a glass of lime water drink at dinner may have the same effect on the air produced in and issuing from our bowels. This is worth the experiment. A few stems of asparagus eaten shall give our urine a disagreeable odour, and a pill of turpentine, no bigger than a pea, will give it the pleasing smell of violets. And why should it be thought more impossible in nature to find means of making a perfume of our wind than of our water? So he's saying there, if we can change the, the smell of our piss, why can't we do it with our farts? Just calm down, Ben. You're crazy. Sorry. Yeah. I keep slightly, I keep sort of just looking at the wall briefly and not tuning out, but sort of starting to daydream about farts. And then <laughs> ben. And you, bring, you, ah, you bring me right back <laughs> into it. Fuck. 
What comfort can science give to a man who has whirlwinds in his bowels? <laughs> can scientific discoveries such as Newton's mutual attraction of the particles of matter be compared with the ease and comfort every man living might feel seven times a day by discharging freely the wind from his bowels? Especially if it be converted into a perfume. So he's saying, you know, if we can... If we can make farting more comfortable and pleasurable for everyone, that's, that's, that's of vast scientific importance. Yeah. Surely such a liberty of expressing one's sentiments... Oh, there's a pun there. Surely oh. such a liberty of expressing one's sentiments... Oh. Very good, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> and pleasing one another is of infinitely more importance to human happiness than that liberty of the press, or abusing one another... Sorry. <laughs> which oh. the English are so ready to fight and die for. Oh. In short, this invention, if completed, would be, as Bacon expresses it, bringing philosophy home to men's business and bosoms. <laughs> we're, we're entering the last sentence here. Okay. And I cannot but conclude that your wealth of previous work altogether is scarcely worth a farthing. But he spelt it farting. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. So it ends Why on a fart pun. Why did you spend so much time on this joke document? It's amazing. It's so well crafted. Like the, the puns and jokes in here, like 300 years later, are still fucking hitting. And I'm, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> the fact that it was written by actual Ben Franklin is insane. I can't, that's a really, that's a good find there, Mikey. Very I, I'm really proud of that because I, I, I saw. I, I think I was just scrolling through Wikipedia and I saw the name of it. Oh, that sounds funny. I'll click on that. I like farts. And I saw Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. I was like, holy shit! And yep, it's verified. It is. It's an actual letter he wrote, and it's it's published in some collective works of Benjamin Franklin. So it's it's official. God. God, wow! What a what a trip. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, no thank you. Thank you. Shut up. Thank you. Boys, our planet is dying. <gasps> oh, the no. ice caps are melting. Emissions are too high. And perhaps most surprisingly, we're all just farting and producing too much methane. Some more than others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks, Pierre. <laughs> but what can you do to reduce your carbon footprint? Eat less meat? Walk everywhere? Holiday in your garden? No, says I. For gentlemen, I believe we should tackle this problem at its source. Now, Mikey's mentioned this company on the podcast before. Oh, no. And some of you may know them as well. They're called Shreddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was first alerted... Michael knows what's going to happen next. <laughs> I was first alerted to the existence of Shreddies when I went for a wee at a motorway service station and stood in front of a big poster that featured a man in a white vest and boxers jumping in the air for joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. No, he no longer has a problem. He's got no problem now. <laughs> we sell freedom, says the poster. I wanted to tell you that your product is a scientific miracle. I'm so glad I live in the decade this was invented. Oh, wow. The testimonial <laughs> below read. At this point, I was curious, and it continued. I can't tell you how thankful I am for shreddies. They absolutely work. Your fart pants have literally given me a new lease on life. What kind of life was this man living before shreddies were invented? <laughs> I now refer you to myshreddies.com. Shreddy's flatulence filtering underwear is the perfect way to treat flatulence issues. Our range of garments feature an activated carbon lining that absorbs all flatulence odours. Yes, that's right. These are scientifically designed and proven fart pants. <laughs> yes, it's what I've always wanted. Wow. Shreddy's special toot filtering product line includes pants, jeans, pyjamas 
and chair cushions, just in case you wanted to, you know, get one. Now, before we go any further, it would be irresponsible of me not to ensure that you don't confuse Shreddy's the Fart Pants for Shreddy's the Breakfast Cereal. Well, don't fart into your Shreddy's, please. It is entirely possible that they're also knitted by nanas and keep farts locked up until lunch. Well, that's the thing, is that Shreddy's the cereal is a little sort of crosshatch shape. I think mm. if you if you built a sort of net of Shreddies cereal, uh, enough of them, and lined yeah. your pants with them, I think they would have a very similar effect. Yeah, I guess eventually they just get caught in all the little holes and yeah. have nowhere to escape. But Ben, I hear you ask, how will this solve global warming? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because we just so happen to work very closely with one of the leading contributors to looming fiery earth death. Yeah, who could that be? You're correct. Michael, the farting was a bit much for me. Johnson's unbridled flatulence must be curved. And now we know how. Hello there. My name's Ben Potter and I'm the editor for UK-based comedy podcast Podiots. Each show consists of the three hosts bringing one thing to discuss. And given that one of the hosts, Michael, happens to be notoriously flatulent, I thought we might be able to work together on helping to fix this. Oh, God. 22 minutes later, I got a reply. (laughs) And now... I'm going to turn the floor over to Michael Johnson. So, can you hear that? Oh, for God's sake. In my hands, I have a package addressed to me. And, oh boy, I wonder what it could be. I'm going to... So, this arrived and Ben told you, if you get a mysterious package, don't open it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Is This yeah. is what, what has happened. Okay. Exactly, yeah. So, I, I just came back from my holidays uh, in Singapore. I had a lovely time. And I got a message from Ben not long after I got back in England saying, if there's a package on your desk in the office, don't worry, it's from me. Keep it close for the podcast. And I got, I've, I've been like filled with anticipation for quite a while now. And now it all makes sense. Oh. So I'm just, it's, this is like Christmas morning. I'm just going to, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to see what goodies. So I, I'm, first of all, before I look at the in, insides of the package, I can't believe you didn't just pay for this. You went to the PR department and got a free set. Am I correct? Yeah. I think my email continues. Now, I don't know what your policy is on promotional pants. And they just said, yeah, where do you want them sent? <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm looking. Wow. Okay. So do, there's we, a white... do we have a referral link or. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's a shame, actually. We should have done that. I think we need a follow up from Michael next week. Yeah. But, I'll uh, wear them for a week and see. Or what possibly happens. Claudia. Yeah. Maybe she... <laughs> we'll share them. Yeah. Well, I, I was I was I meant she can tell us, you know, <laughs> how it's gone. So I'm looking at the little invoice inside, and it looks like they've sent me a men's hipster gift box. Oh! And there's a little white box in here which says Podiots written on it in Biro. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Okay, wow. Okay, so in the box is another box. Speaking of global warming, here's excess packaging. On the box, it's got a picture of a man in glasses with a bow tie. And just the words, fart with confidence. (laughs) I've been doing that for years. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read the back. Shreddies. Flatulence filtering underwear. Shreddies flatulence... Oh my god, this is a word twister. <laughs> flatulence filtering underwear are a proven medical medical solution to flatulence, whatever its cause. Shreddies underwear features a special activated... Co- yeah, you read this already. This is what it says there. Okay. And, oh, on the back it says tested and recommended by ITV, CNN, Huffington Post. I guess soon we'll be on the back of there. Yeah, we'll oh, be Oh yeah, it might be. Alright, let's, let's open up this bad boy. Wow, there's... Wow. Okay. So in 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 the packaging, there's there's a, there's a handy guide on how to use it. Okay. So 
Put them on. Fart. <laughs> the underwear must fit. The carbon back panel should be snug to the body, over the buttocks, and under the gusset. What's <laughs> <laughs> a gusset? Uh. <laughs> there should be no gaps in the leg openings. Body posture is critical. And then it's got like four drawings of how to sit in your shreddies. So from the work, I've got to sit in, a, in two allowed ways. Amazing. And you're only allowed to wash it with soda crystals. All right, let's open this up and have a look. Okay. What wow. color are they? That's what I want to know. You know, like a lot of podcasts get sponsored by an underwear brand. You know, a lot of podcasts get sponsored. <laughs> well, we, we have to go out and ask for part, fart underpants. Wow. Yeah. Just Lucas. one pair, though. These are a lot nicer than I thought. For some reason, I was expecting it just like a nappy kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> these are really nice, kind of like proper lycra underpants. Like, I could actually probably wear these and not feel embarrassed about it. Hide my secret dirty shame. I'm just going to put them on over my jeans. Hang on, what was that? Sorry, what was that like? <laughs> what, sorry, what was that? Hide my secret dirty shame, I think was what My secret dirty shame. Did you read that from the box, or was that just you? <laughs> no, I, I just... Uh, this is what we... Okay, I'm, I'm slipping them on. Okay. These are really nice. O- over your, over over your trousers. Jeans. I, don't, over I think trousers. the instructions probably say don't wear them over your jeans, but that's okay. I do what I, I want. I, I was almost facetiously saying at the beginning like that I was curious you know, how they work, if they work. But now I, I genuinely really want to know. I want to <laughs> hear back like next week or next fortnight from Mikey. Okay, they don't work going over jeans. It's a very, very tough fit. But these are really nice, actually. They're a good quality underwear, and they're black, so they're not too loud, unlike my bottom. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> oh, God. You've got a silencer now. God, Ben, th- thank you for that. That's This is the best gift I've ever received. Don't thank me. Thank Shreddies. Thank Shreddies. Thanks, Shreddies. But seriously, do do some extensive... I know you will, but do some extensive <laughs> farting and, and report back. And then the farting might not be enough for people. Well, I was oh. just going to look up the name of that commenter because um, she 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 may no longer have to worry. Uh, Isabel Springer, worry not. Your your the farting. <laughs> your dreams have come true. It will no longer be a bit much for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm actually you know I've. This is kind of like the mythical product that I don't think anyone ever actually buys. And I've got a, got a pair in front of me. I feel honoured. It's real. It exists. Have you and, seen the uh, advert for um, that spray that you can spray? You spray it into the toilet uh, oh, yeah. before you take a shit. <laughs> and it allegedly makes this like film of oil on the top. Oh. And then when you shit into the water... The shit is under this layer and the smells can't penetrate. And so you're able to do shits that don't don't produce any odor. When, when um, I want something like that, I just do a shit and then put cling film over the toilet. And then that <laughs> usually solves a problem. Yeah. Sure. I'll send them an email, Peter. See what we can do. Yeah, we need to find out what they're called. I don't remember. But... <laughs> shit oil. Yeah. <laughs> shit slickers. Oh, no. Got some things here. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. I'm, I just continued reading the bottom of the uh, the uh, the little pamphlet in this. And um, the returns policy states, <laughs> Garments containing any hair, marks, or stains will be rejected and returned to the customer. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that oh. poor returns person. <laughs> oh, no. Someone has to check. Oh, God. <laughs> what they must have to put up oh, with. Oh, God. <laughs> I wonder if um, at the end of the day, when you take the pants off, you just get an enormous <laughs> waft. Well, that's like... the thing, right? The instructions I had, the instructions I was given, because I was asked what size, 
yeah. because it needs to it need there needs to be a tight seal around the body which sort of oh, implies yeah. that nothing gets out so i was wondering if maybe they just expand over the course of the day <laughs> yeah don't light a match that's one way to get a big old booty it's yeah. fart in my shreddies wow <laughs> Wow, Michael, your ass looks great. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, it's, it's farts. It's my, it's, it's my shit box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, there's so much. There's so much for us to learn in two weeks' time. I can't wait to find out more. Yeah, well, I will, <laughs> I will come back with a full report. Okay, yeah. good. Thank, thank you, Ben. Thank you, thank Ben. Thank you, uh, And thank you, Shreddies, our sponsor this week. <laughs> um, Shreddies, the fart people. Oh. Yeah. Shreddies, better than Turtle Beach. <laughs> well, that's not much of a contest. Thank you so much for, for watching and listening, everybody. Uh, Kevin's in his box, but fortunately, I can hear the music. He just knows it's time. I can just open what? it from... Oh, Yeah, go, go fetch Kevin. It's very muted at the moment. Pick him up. Oh, oh. oh, oh there there's we go. the sound. There's oh, the sound. Thank God. you so much, everybody. We will be back in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, take care until then. Bye. Bye. Bye.